gentlemen and welcome back to Squire Syndrome, the best TV podcast ever says I. I am Ben Gilman. As always, I'm joined by a, a man who masturbates about Stephen Moffat in his dreams. Oh, wait, hold on. The Copland specials next week. It's Tom Hill. Fuck you. And uh, also joined by a guy that dreams of leprechauns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's Irish. It's uh, Dan Rudge. Oh, you just put no effort into these anymore, are you, Ben? <laughs> I had better material for the Copland thing, but then Troy's not here. I haven't learned anything new about me. <laughs> I haven't learned I anything apologize. true about me either. <laughs> the jury's still out on that one. No, um, uh, Troy Salmon is having somewhere seen that uh, he's he's busy having a dream about men dressed up as uh, men in tiny pants. Um, being witches or whatever he's into, the freaky git. Um, he'll be back next week, hopefully. Sorry about that. Well, it sounds like fun. I mean, well, if we don't judge. <laughs> we do not judge Troy Salmon where he goes for weeks on end. I'm sure he's enjoying himself. Yes. <laughs> so how are you, gentlemen, anyway? Yeah, not too bad. Been a lot worse. Or bad. <laughs> How are you, Ben? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm. I've had a pretty okay week. Um, work has been fun. I can't complain. Um, you and me are working on something, Tom. But we'll announce that one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty good. How is yeah? Everything's good. Um, I'm just going to start off. Screw it. So welcome back to the best TV podcast of all time. That will most probably randomly insult someone Trippy. this week. That me. Um, I, I, there's been a scandal this week. I, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not happy. Um, um, so for the, yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. Um, he's on crack. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Um, he's eliminated two really good queens. Um, there's Joe Black, uh, who's got like a Corella DeVille style going on. And um, Cherry Valentine. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big drag, drag race fan with my wife. Um, I'm not happy. Um, basic bitches who are cosplaying as Mortal Kombat characters have been allowed to stay on. Um, so cosplayers now with no originality are allowed to stay on the show. Um, the backlash has been fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I enjoy it still. And with the world going to hell in a handbasket, it's always fun to have a show where it's everyone's together and having a laugh and being accepted for who they are, you know what I mean? But I have to question RuPaul's um, decisions this season on eliminating things. I have a WhatsApp group. Uh, we have like a little prediction thing every every season. Obviously, they do all the vignettes and all the, 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 um, the queens. And just on look and what they say, you've got to try and pick three for the final. Last year, I got the the first season in the UK. I managed to get the final three immediately, just on first impression when they walked in on the first episode. This season, the two strongest picks that I picked are already out in the first 
two episodes. I'm left with one pick. So I'm a bit sad. Um, Dan, are you a fan of Drag Race? I don't think I've ever brought it up when you've been on the show. Um, I'm not a fan of RuPaul as a person. Okay. Um, in not what? in terms of the character, not in terms of the Drag Race stuff in any kind of way. It's more sort of there have been shady accusations. They haven't been proven true or false, but I, I don't like some of the possibly environmental concerns that surround the name RuPaul. Okay. Um, I, I, I do, I have a, a slight reservation because um, I like Pose, as I brought it up a couple of months ago. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit between uh, Billy Porter, who's one of the main act- actors in that, and RuPaul. Uh, there seems to be a bit, I brought this up a while back, there seems to be a big old can transgender queens join the uh, is that allowed in RuPaul's drag race? Uh, he doesn't seem to be a big fan of transgender and yeah, it's all a bit murky and stuff, but I, I can at least just enjoy this show at least. Um it's really good, and I'm just gonna say it now. I don't want to sh- upset our American listeners. Um especially um, I do, American I do actually um, know someone Washington who I capable of storming the Capitol building. I don't want them to storm my house. Um, yeah, I can make that joke now. Um, Are you sure? I don't know, but I'm doing it in a non-nasty way. Blast doors up properly, Ben. Oh, my, I've got blast doors on my thing now. Um, can I say one thing about, like, like drag queens in general? Like, Yeah, sure, go ahead. I met someone a while back. They were, like, friend of a friend of a friend. We got on for the short time that we were hanging out, who who said that their profession was drag queen. This was a woman. Oh, wow. A cisgendered cisgendered woman who, and showed me pictures of how she made herself up to look drag queeny. Ah. Right? So there is this level of, it's an art form in and of itself. I don't think it's like supposed to be that prescriptive or exclusive or anything like that it's supposed to be more about the art form okay disagrees up to you the opinions of daniel roger not necessarily the opinions of square eye syndrome but well i i'm i i like the drug culture i'm a straight man um but um i do like there is one person that i'm not going to name that I know a former work colleague has slept with. Um, I'm going to not mention their name for legal reasons. Um, I've heard he's quite a good shag. Um, he shares too much information for me. I'm not going to bring it up. Um, but like, generally, I just it's it's a world that fascinates me because a lot of half of my male friends are gay. So I've always had that conversation, and I really respect it. Um, so and and the UK, I'm not I'm not going to shoot the American side. This is my point. They're, they're, they can be a bit loud. Where the UK one tends to be a bit more subdued, and they just tend to be more nice to each other. I like that aspect more than the American one. If you're in the LGBT sort of I don't know demographic in the UK, you're generally going to have an easier time of it than if you're in the same demographic in America. Like, even the places that are bad for it, a 
America's got a, a worse extreme of intolerance. And we just, we don't experience that and we don't understand how extreme it is. Mm. So, but there is good news. One of the basic bitches got knocked out last night, so I'm very happy. Basic bitch, cosplay bitch, she's gone. I don't care if she's from East London, where I live now. That's good. Um, so, yeah, I'm cheering on Lawrence. There's the Scottishman, um, Lawrence Cheney. Um, he's from Glasgow, I think. I'm not going to do an accent. You may notice I didn't try and do one now. I've stopped that. Um, but he's really nice. He's he's really funny. So he's a team Lawrence. Um, my wife has still got two picks left. All through, I've heard rumours that COVID stopped halfway through, so one of the queens has been taken out. Rumours. I don't know if that's true, so we have to see how we go, but I'm enjoying it. So that's me done. I'm done. So I'm also, just to let you know, we've got a bit of a big email, so um, you guys have got 10 minutes each. Sorry, I should have done that before we recorded. Who's next? I'll go next if Tom wants to... I'm, I am fine with whatever, Mr. Rudd. You feel free to take on take it on. Sorry, right. one more thing. Sorry, uh, Dan, one more thing. Sorry, listeners, this is going to be a really quick dropkick 40-minute episode this week. We are at least getting one out. Right, sorry, Dan, go ahead. So I wanted to talk about a thing which has predominantly been an internet show rather than a television show. Okay. It's uh, based off of the very popular book-based tabletop role-playing game Dungeons and & Dragons and how popular that is with a whole massive audience around the world. It's a very, very popular, very successful game. I'm a massive fan of it. I play it on a weekly basis. And there are a lot of celebrities who are also massive fans of this game. And in particular, there is one group of voice actors who have made a habit of actually being professional voice actors about playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons and recording it, streaming it live and putting it up on as many platforms as they can for everyone to enjoy. If anyone doesn't know who I'm talking about, this is the Critical Role crew. And that's the name of the actual t- the show is Critical Role. They, okay. yeah, they put out episodes that average around four hours in length. It's entire sessions of games, and they've done one entire complete saga, uh, which was the saga of Vox Machina. And they're in the middle of another saga called the Saga of the Mighty Nine. Okay. Uh, Just to shout them all out properly, um, they are led by the DM, uh, Matthew Mercer. And Matthew Mercer is uh, a voice actor and actor in general. Mostly known for roles in animations and in video game voice acting. He has an awful lot of credits to his name. Um, If you play Overwatch, he is McCree in Overwatch. 
In Shadow of War, he's the Witch King of Angmar. Um, in Telltale's Batman Enemy Within, he's Mr. Freeze. He's core in Final Fantasy XV. Like he go, it's he's all over the show, right? Yeah, he's been in so many different things, and he basically performs the role of being the dungeon master. For anyone who doesn't know this, the dungeon master is the person who doesn't play a particular character, but rather takes all the other roles and organizes how the story is set up what the consequences might be after the actions of the players. Everyone else who surrounds him at the table is either a full-time player or a guest player. Full-time yeah. players are Travis Willingham, Laura Bailey, Marisha Ray, Talazan Jaffe, Liam O'Brien, and Sam Rival, and Ashley Johnson. Um, they have been like majorly involved you also have nadia dilbert is heavily involved brian foster ed lopez and rachel romero are also part of the team just to give them all names um they're all voice actors they all really love playing the game they're all very good friends there have been some things surrounding members having to leave for one reason or another if you start right at the beginning you might notice that there's um someone who i'm not going to name is initially at the table but his actions kind of make him persona non grata fairly fairly early on in their history uh so it's not without its bumps in the road but these guys have worked really hard on making wonderful characters um and yeah it's just been it's it's been something which has really caught my attention and i've fallen in love with the storytelling and i've fallen in love with the way that they fall in love with their characters right at the beginning they point out that this is a game that has been going on for a while beforehand in their first campaign Mm. They've decided to start doing this, so they're already completely besotted with the characters that they're playing. Um, I think it's uh, Laura Bailey in the first saga is playing a ranger who has a bear who is her like pet slash familiar slash companion. It's notoriously difficult to play with an animal companion in D&D because they're actually kind of fragile. And the amount of care she puts into trying to look after this bear, whose main character asset is he gives great massages. (laughs) (laughs) Just there's some incredible stuff that goes on. Um, So, yeah, these guys have been going for a while. You can find them on YouTube is probably the easiest and most facile way of doing it. But once you have listened to a few episodes and realized the this is a treasure trove of amazing storytelling, it re- it absolutely brilliant. Um, okay. 
it just yeah I I want people to go and, and try it out I know that saying these are four hour episodes is something insane to hear but start at the beginning of either saga they're both wonderful stories they're both full of twists and turns they're both full of comedy and heartache just give it one session where you have it on in the background while you're doing your housework or if you really want to do you know one of those endurance long training times at the gym or go for a big long walk and have something in your ears the whole time give one of these a shot it's well well worth that because they will capture you they're very very good they're very talented and they're completely in love with what they're doing And that's me. Okay. Okay. Tom. Thank you, Dan. Tom. Yeah, this yeah. is your turn, sir. <laughs> what murder mystery have you got today for us? I, uh, I don't have a murder mystery exactly, although there is, I am doing a show that has sort of elements of that to it. But um, this is a show that I didn't come across when it first came out. It was about, it's about five, six years old now. Um, and I'm surprised I didn't come across it because it's the kind of thing that I look out for. It's the TV series of Constantine. Have either of you come across this? I've seen the awful um, Keanu Reeves movie. Well, you and I, I'm sorry, have, what? You and I will have a fight about whether that's an awful movie on another occasion. I, <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. What? That's... I, I am a Keanu Reeves fan, but it's not his best work. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, it's not his best work, but th- then we're talking about Keanu Reeves. No, Bill and Ted's so Bogus Journey is his best work, obviously. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, I just want to rectify what I just said. Hold on. Okay, so um, it's not as good as John Wick and Bill and Ted, okay, but it's definitely better than. The Matrix films. There we go. Uh, that's at least constitutes better than the Matrix films, right? Okay. Well, so, once again, you're going to get into the an opinions argument. of Ben Gilman are completely <laughs> absolutely unconscionable. <laughs> Do not listen to his opinion on anything. <laughs> I I think I've upset you more in that one sentence than anything else I've ever said. Ah, oh, okay. Right. I will give I will give you that the third Matrix film was a load of crap, but the first two, well, the first one definitely, second one. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, like I I have a completely different opinion again. The moment that you tell me that it's something to do with the Matrix, I'm like I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah, I enjoyed all three films, but the third one objectively was not a great ending. Just that's all I'm saying. I'm not knocking the. F- I actually enjoyed it, and when the fourth one comes out, I will be watching it. So, but anyway, yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> so you understand who the character of Constantine is. So basically, the film with Keanu Reeves. This is a more fleshed out version of the comic book character, and much much closer to the comic book than the Keanu Reeves film. Is he blonde? He is blonde. He is Liverpudlian. Good. Um, yeah, it's a really good show. It only got one series. Um, it got cancelled after one season, which was 
a shame it was a 13 episode season i thought it was very good i have there ever literally... one of those great shows that was brilliant but this is crying out for another season it should have got a lot well, more the thing is they left it open to go further oh that's always the gamble you take on the first season well it also it ran pretty good numbers as well mm. so what was the reason that they gave for Kent's not bringing it back for season two then who so was, they said that who the was behind ratings... this they said that the ratings were not up to network standards. Who said this? NBC, the network. Okay, I don't know their history too badly. Yeah. Basically, um, the guy... Um, sorry, his name's gone from... The guy, the guy who was the lead actor in it said that had it been on any other TV station, it would have been considered to be getting high numbers. Hmm. But NBC is where Friends was put on and things like that. So NBC is a massive, massive network in America. But comparatively, it was getting good numbers. Any other station would have almost certainly continued it. Mm. Now, I, I came across this show completely by accident because I was reading an article about how um, they're doing a DC Dark Universe film. Mm. And they yes. want Keanu, and they want Keanu Reeves to play Constantine, and he's considering doing it. Fair yeah. enough. Now, by pure chance, I was reading, I was reading this online, and I was reading the comments, and a whole load of people said, "Now that I've seen Matt Ryan playing Constantine, I'd rather he did it." Yeah, yeah. Now, Matt Ryan is a Welsh actor. He plays constantly. He plays him as a Liverpudlian, which is who he, how he is in the comics. He's got the right mixture of badass and sarcastic and doomed to hell character. It's and a very he, noir he, character. Yeah, but he plays it so beautifully. You, Dan, especially, I am telling you, watch this. I, I get no argument. <laughs> I'll literally put it on the list for next month. Yeah, so like, I I adored the stories of Hellblazer. I adore yep. the character of Constantine. Yeah, anything which has had him in it, regardless of whether it's been like a DC animated universe thing or the Constantine film or pilots yep. for stuff, I've had a go at it. Do either I'll... of you watch the TV show Arrow? No, I've never watched DC stuff. Well, Matt Ryan makes an appearance as Constantine in a crossover. He appears in Arrow okay. for okay. one episode. Um, okay. He's also, Fine. last year, came back and they, they did an animated series that I haven't watched that's another Constantine one. And Matt Ryan came back to voice Constantine again. So now he's definitely so he, he really And to be honest, I, I like Keanu Reeves. And if they go with the Dark Universe thing and they use him, I won't be complaining yeah but having seen matt ryan play the role i i think that he's better <laughs> okay but that's maybe that's okay. because he's had more time right. to develop the character because i'm watching him over a 13 episode series not a two yeah. and a half hour film um there's a couple of other good actors in the cast there's um lucy griffiths um i don't yeah. know you'd know her from she yeah. played maid marion in the bbc remake of robin hood Oh, uh, I know her. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? And a guy called uh, this this guy you should know, Harold Perrineau, who was um, I've spoken about him before on this show actually from other TV shows he's been in. 
uh, he played um, Petruchio in Baz Luhrmann's version of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, he was in Lost as the dad of the little kid. Yeah. Oh, uh, whoa! Mercutio, whoa. not Petruchio. Sorry. Uh, my, I do apologise. That was entirely my mistake. Is that the guy who Shakespeare plays? Is, is what your issue is. What's is that? that the guy that... No, too many Shakespeare plays is what your issue is. No, I just for some reason I had the name of Tree. I, I I knew who I meant. I just is that said, the guy oh. that spends the whole time shouting "Whoa, whoa"? Yes, he's the plague oh, okay. on both your houses, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. He plays um a really good character in Constantine. Um, yeah, it's. I would recommend going to see it. It's dark, but then again, so are the books that it's based on. Um, yeah, it plays with the supernatural, and there is a little bit of whodunit to it as well, which is always fun for me. But I cannot speak highly enough. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm so disappointed that they only did the one series. Okay. So I was. It's is it going to be considered a classic for all time? Hell no. But it's a good fun watch, and it's each episode's yeah. about. Could it Forty-five minutes have been long. If it got the proper push, yeah. Even if, even like I say, every episode is about forty-five minutes long. It's a really easy watch. All right, and mm. I would recommend it from the bottom of my heart. Go and see it. Have some fun with it. Especially if you're into the comic books and DC universes and Marvel universe, all those kind of things. This is a good adaptation of a DC comic. Awesome. So I've yeah, sold. that's me. Okay, so I've got so we've got fifteen minutes. So I've got a big email, so we're going to use okay. it. Okay. So Dan, you remember Brittany from New York who said that she invited you over to come strum her um <laughs> something? Yeah, darling, how are you? Yeah. So her sister Christina, I, I'm beginning <laughs> to think, I'm beginning to think that this is bullshit, but I don't know. So apparently the two sisters have decided they live together, apparently. So they've decided um, to send us some questions. Okay. So Brittany says, hello again. Thank you for reading the first email out. Really enjoying the show. Um, so they've got some questions to get to know us better. Oh, dear. This, these are not TV questions. Okay. Um, so we're just going to go through them. Some of them. I'm going to save some of these for next time as well. It's quite a long list, so we might just keep doing them <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. Um, I reserve the right to not answer anything that will get me in trouble, by the way. No, we're not. They're, they're not dirty. No, they're nothing. No, I've already kind of quickly. They've promised that they will not. They're not awful questions. Okay, they're good. Um, we might do some on the Copeland special as well, just to try and get through these. Okay, <laughs> so the first question they want to know. Is is cereal soup? Why or why not? What? <laughs> Hell no. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Cereal, cereal is sugar soup. Okay, right. Okay, I have, I have a little bit of information that I can impart upon this. Okay. It depends on your alignment. Oh boy. Meaning? We're going back to we're going back to Dungeons and Dragons with this, but if you are lawful good, then no cereal is not soup. But if you are chaotic good, then yes, cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <for laughs> <God's sake. laughs> um, okay, so question number two: What is the sexiest and least sexiest name? Barry is the most sexiest name. 
And Nigel is not. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let, let me just recover from that. <laughs> that onslaught of sexiness. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to agree with Ben on the Nigel thing. That is the most unsexy name on planet Earth. It's even old Arthur. Oh, no, no, now, no. Arthur, Arthur, Arthur has some good quality people. Nigel, there is no good Nigels. I'm sorry, but the least sexy first name on planet Earth, and I'm I, I'm terribly sorry to those people who are cursed with this name, is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Keith is a sexy boy. Not all of them. Yeah, Not all some Keiths people, are the Some people overcome the disability, but it, it's... <laughs> it's a bad one. Okay, we're not gonna. Yeah. Name. So Ben, out of interest, did they define whether they meant male or female for sexiness? They just didn't. They haven't defined it. It's literally what is the sexiest and least sexiest name. Okay, right. Yeah. In that case, for the sexiest name, I'm gonna say one that can apply to either gender or to anyone really. Yeah. Because yeah. overall, there's something really like warm and rounded and lovely about the sort of the Georgie. Georgie. Mm. Okay. See, I don't know. I quite like the name Valentina. I think that's quite sexy, but that's just me. Margaret's not that has, sexy. That has name. its own sort of lore behind it. Yeah. I think Margaret Thatcher's really helped. Princess Margaret and Margaret Thatcher have really helped in making the name Margaret not sexy. Um, definitely Margaret. Or Ethel. <laughs> All Ethel's are mingers. Why um, are you picking granny word. names, honestly? Slapping the granny. Right, right, so wow. Um, so <laughs> the next question... Dan, <laughs> I, need that as, I need that as like a, a short recording. I just need those words. That's all I need. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Troy is the Invisible Man. That's what I would like to start. What's that? <laughs> Troy is the Invisible Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to start a conspiracy that Tom's the sexiest man on the planet, but unfortunately, it's already fact. <laughs> um, I, I, appre I appreciate your comments, Dan, but we both know that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to start a conspiracy that um, our, me and John's uh, company that we work for has kidnapped his voice so that we can understand him. So we can't understand if he was Scott. If we could, if he had his Scottish accent, we couldn't understand him. That's a conspiracy I'd like to start in the workplace. Tom's whatever that conspiracy was, I couldn't understand it. So maybe you're halfway there. Brilliant. <laughs> um, what's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? What? Um, <laughs> what? Um, That's a good question. Christ. I'm... Oh, natto. There's a Japanese food called natto. Um, it's fermented soybeans. It's brilliant, but the smell of it is like the weirdest thing ever. It's just the most foul thing I've ever smelled. But it's really tasty. You just need to wear a nose a nose peg on your nose. <laughs> um, I've there was a weird thing that I can't remember the name of it. It's um like a French sausage thing that smells and tastes fucking horrendous. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Any any chef who says that it's nice has to describe it as an acquired taste. 
and it's both with the nose and the mouth. It is a very acquired taste. But I can't for the life of me remember what it is. I've shut it out of my head. Okay. It's this one time I set light to my moustache while I was trying to light a cigarette. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm beginning to pierce Dan's face together because, you know, I've never visually seen him. So this is interesting. Interesting. Um, uh, what's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Uh, hold on. I've got... What's the best Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? Uh, I've, I remember one time there was Big... Oh, no. Somebody had the Wi-Fi name of Big Daddy Bitch once on the Wi-Fi thing. Right? I don't know where... I, it was on a list of things. They renamed it Big Daddy... Daddy, Big Daddy's bitch. Don't know what right. that's about. Yeah. I, at one point, I was basically homeless and sofa surfing, and uh, one of my very good friends was like, "If you can't be anywhere else, here's a place for you." But it's a complete shit tip kind of place, if you know what I mean. And whenever I was on the Wi-Fi there, there was a Wi-Fi somewhere nearby which was locked, but which I had found out that my friend was well aware of was some of his flatmates and his friends who were trying to let their neighbour know by calling their Wi-Fi, we can hear her cheating on you. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Okay thought that was refreshingly brutal well at least they're honest (sighs) one of my friends had a wi-fi connection that he'd renamed stop stealing my wi-fi pretty good um well says what it does on the tin doesn't it (laughs) um what's the most ridiculous fact you know i think it's ridiculous that i've been doing this for 44 episodes and these guys still want to do it with me that's the most ridiculous fact i know i would run screaming for me I'll tell you the one that's currently got me completely just gobsmacked. Has anyone heard about Oumuamua? No. Uh, Oumuamua is the first actual intergalactic un... properly, like, we, we have no idea how it formed, what it could be what its purpose might be object that has entered from deep intergalactic space into our solar system it was moving so fast we didn't even see it till it passed the sun and it curved tightly and then defied all expectations as to what kind of acceleration it would gain as it left the sun and one of the only things they can actually think is that it was a solar sail okay because it was also so thin and so massively wide, like less than a centimetre thin in places and so massively, massively wide. And it's accelerated away off out of the solar system already, basically. But it, it was that marvellous and phenomenal and unprecedented that for the first time in we're actually researching this history, it's still just kind of on the table that this was a probe craft from some other civilization. Oh, it's not like proved or anything. It's just that they haven't been able to discount it as being 
a probable answer. Oh, I've got a new ridiculous fact, actually, um, that there's charm fans in alive. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us back down into the gutter, Ben. We can That's always good. You can always rely on me for that. What about you, Tom? Yes, because you went particularly highbrow with the alien conspiracy theory there, Dan. That's, that's just what's going on at the minute in terms of what <laughs> we're observing in our solar system. Another one is that the Voyager found a wall of fire on the edge of our solar system. Oh, Voyager good. Arsonist in space. I, I think the most random fact that I know at the moment is the fact that, um, you know, they sent that probe out into space that's just left the galaxy. In yeah, the last like, month, the Boys. guy who found Pluto, his ashes are on that, um, are on the actual probe. He knew when he was dying, he asked if he could be put on it because it would be going past the planet he'd discovered. So yeah, I just, I just think that's kind of cool. <laughs> Aww, that's quite nice. Yeah, that's um, completely a useless fact. I've got three more questions. Go um, what are the unwritten rules of where you work? Oh boy, Tom, oh no, I think, I don't know. I have merely Tom are careful here. We know work colleagues listen to this one. <laughs> Tom, would you like to come, um, Dan, would you like to come save me and Tom on this one? The three unwritten rules of where I work are everything is a scratching post if Podgy says it's a scratching post. <laughs> don't knock on the door if you can hear guitar. And everything is a cat bed if Podgy says it's a cat bed. Should oh, point out that Podgy is Dan's cat. Yeah. yeah, just in case you're wondering if that's one of the new hosts coming to join the podcast. <laughs> well, for at this point, if Troy doesn't I, turn back up next week, we might need to tag in Podgy. My work is all in making music, writing little bits and pieces, doing something a little bit like this or... Like teaching guitar and stuff. So, mm. oh, there's a bit at the end of this email. I'll read it out in a second about guitar. Um, oh boy. Um, so well, I think I would, I would say, I would say there's one that I can think of. Go on then. What if you, you know, don't be a dick, don't fart in the office. <laughs> like, you know, if you, you know, I think that's one. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair one, I guess. Yeah. Don't... Um, whoever. Yeah. Don't necessarily know that I've ever thought of that as being an unwritten rule of the place, but yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> oh, there are there is a couple of work colleagues, but we're not going to do this here because that's what they want. We're going to be quiet. Yeah, yeah we, we're, 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 we're very careful, basically. Sorry, well, Brittany and Christina. Just, just to point out, Ben and I both work in health and social care. So, so we have, we to, have to, to be, be on our toes all the time about a lot of things. So there's a lot of very written rules about behaviour in what we do and very little talk, actually goes unwritten and, un, and unsaid. I so. can talk about my previous workplace. <laughs> I mean, if I it's been dropped on care. the floor, you can take it home. Lovely. Um, nice. Um, a really important question here. Um, how do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? You heathens. You disgusting people. What? Pineapple is an abomination on a pizza. No. Just a personal opinion. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I completely disagree. There is there's no such thing as pineapple being a, an abomination on pizza. 
There are pizzas out there that have oh, banana. It's one of these people. That's not no. Uh, and banana pizzas out there, and they are delicious, by the way. Is there? There is no. The only fruit that should go anywhere near a feckin' pizza is tomato. High five. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a fruit, not a vegetable. Uh, Some people keep saying it's a vegetable or tomato. I'm not. If you give me the option of what's going on my pizza, pineapple and banana are not going on my pizza, but I have tried them both on pizza and on the pizzas they were on, they work. Uh, well, well that, 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 is, that is entirely your choice. Which, <laughs> like, really which does Italian feel. chef is rolling over in their grave because someone's decided that they want pineapple on their pizza. It does really feel when Troy's not here, Dan does try to fill in the bad taste role i've noticed <laughs> like a high five um um what mate time, i don't what, need to you fill that role really well yourself i, I hate pizza yeah no i hate pineapple um <laughs> what kind of secret society would you like to start um burn all the charm fans on the wooden um, in a, oh in a bonfire club that's one burn them up the stake i'd like a fan club please <laughs> I don't know. I guess it probably be something to do with investigating murders or something, but knowing me, but uh, yeah. Well, you stick to type. It's fine. You can start a private investigators club. I'd love to do that. I mean, I, st I, I still, be... I still love being part of the Assassins Guild at university. That was still... oh, that was awesome. <laughs> you could be my Caroline Quentin to my Jonathan Creek. You could oh, be my Jonathan Creek. If, if I ever have a murder, I'm going to ask you to be my Jonathan Creek. <laughs> yes, I was going to say if Tom's going to be anyone in that partnership. He's going to be Jonathan Creek. <laughs> Quote this one: "I'm Caroline Quentin." Okay, done. Fair enough. <laughs> also, next question. One more question. Toilet paper over or under? I am not answering that question. <laughs> None of your goddamn business. I, I don't have a toilet roll holder. Um, where is Chaotic evil when it, co when it comes to toilet roll holders. I sit it on top of the radiator so in the morning it warms up. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, I have a couple. I have two more. Oh no, where's the strangest place you've urinated with decapitate? We're not answering that. Seriously. That, Sorry, what was that question? What is the strangest place you've urinated or shitted? No, we're not answering that one either. Prosperity <laughs> has never survived a nobler site than this. this. No comment. By the, by the bones of Castle Ray, stop traveller and piss. Yeah. Um, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> How? Um, dangerous. <laughs> Difficult. This isn't so much a sentence as a bullet points list. Well, yeah. Yes. While well, people like Donald Trump have access to it, it's dangerous. Is that better for you, Dan? No. <laughs> Oh. How do you feel about the internet in one sentence? It's kind of nuanced. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one more question and we'll save the rest for another day. Okay. Um, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Not enough. 
hang on no it only no hang on there there is a way in which we can we can work this out again it comes down to me being a massive feckin' geek but there is a way we can work this out go on so (laughs) when we're talking about trading card games there is a sort of a baseline level for how you look at it and it comes from the initial source of magic the gathering magic the gathering has a power and toughness ratio for the creatures that it has and for example anything that is around or smaller than an average soldier will have a one power one toughness or zero power one toughness kind of feel to it right one of these creatures is a squirrel a squirrel has one power one toughness one of the most absolutely incredible insane and scary beasts on the entire game of magic is um is an Eldrazi, a flying Eldrazi. And Eldrazis are basically kind of like Cthulhu. If what Cthulhu did was instead of ruling over everything and changing everything to his own when he just sort of became a permanent eraser to reality. They devour reality so the things that they touch never were ever. How does that connect to a chicken? So I'll ask the question again. How many chickens did it take to kill an elephant? Hang on, hang on. If 15 squirrels oh, is God. all it takes in Magic the chickens Gathering dad. to take down something that huge, then it's going to take less than 15 chickens to take down something like an elephant. Well, I, I would still argue that potentially one chicken could take down an elephant if the elephant was allergic to chicken. There we go. Or the chicken was especially skilled in the art of combat. Which is entirely possible, as we all know, chickens are evil creatures. They're death machines. That's a really good question. More questions like these, please. <laughs> yeah, these are much more fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to save um, more of these because they are some fantastic ones. Yeah. And but thank you so much for the random questions. It has been oh, really oh P.S. P.S. Daniel. Um, uh, P.S. Dan, is your strumming fingers still working really well? That's just <laughs> filthy, Brittany. I, I am, sort yourself I am, out. I am gaining skills every day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Why? You guys can go get fucking married in the future. I don't care. Right. So, this is we're back next week with a Copland special, and hopefully Mr. Salmon will be with us. If not, we're going to replace him with Dan's cat. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mind that, to be honest, but you're going to have to pay her in catnip. That's fine. A pissed-up cat will be fine. (laughs) Okay, so it's goodbye from me. Oh, hold on. Tom, 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 do the email thing, even if they never send them to you. (laughs) Not that anybody ever listens, but it's Square Eyes Syndrome 2020 at gmail.com. Lovely. And, yeah, Dan, is there anything else we need to talk about? No, just thank you, everyone who listens to us. Yes. It's awesome. Thank you. We do genuinely appreciate it. We know you're out there. We're growing slowly, but thank you for all the kind words and everything. It's been really helpful and it gives us means we'll keep doing these. And one um, day when the world is no longer on fire, we'll go and do it we'll go and do a live podcast in America. Oh hell and then yeah. Dan, oh, and then Dan can awesome. strum Britney live on stage and we'll get arrested by the cops. 
Right, I'm good. Right, that just went to a very dog place yeah. unnecessarily, Ben. Uh, <laughs> all right, if, if there's viewers wanting to the stop with Dan, of ben they're just going to go the with it <laughs> if, if they want to strum, if Dan, they want Dan to strum, we're going to start charging them. It's going to be like a Patreon thing. Right. Ben has officially like turned into a pimp. <laughs> uh, Dan is my hooker. Right, let's go. Let's end this before I say anything else that can get me arrested. Right, bye-bye. Bye from me. Bye from me. Thank you, everyone, and bye from me. He's got magic fingers. <laughs>